everybody welcome back to the next episode of hashtag girl gamer today we have someone super exciting today we have the founder of bay area women in games and the co-founder of debias vr which develops bias training experiences in vr everybody welcome in katie <laughs> hi, hi. Katie. hi how are you doing awesome how are you doing doing really well thanks awesome Okay, so Katie, my first question to you is, what is your favorite game and what is it about? That's an easy one. I've always been a huge fan of The Legend of Zelda. Um, The first game I ever played was A Link to the Past on Super Nintendo. So um, most people know about Zelda. It's about puzzles, adventures, and a storyline that you get to discover as you go along. Mm -hmm. Do you play like the whole entire series of Zelda? Definitely. I've played every Zelda game that's been released, and I have beat most of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love them, too. Like, I, ha- I can't remember very well most of them, but, like, one of them was, like, The Mask, uh, Majora's right. Mask, and that was, like, my favorite game from the from Zelda. Um, oh, yeah. So, what made you get into games? Um, I always knew I wanted to be into game. I wanted to be in game dev. Um... I've always found games really exciting, and I've been playing games since I was seven. Um, Technically, I probably played my first game when I was four um, at a neighbor's house, but I didn't really get into it until I was more like almost seven years old. Mm -hmm. Um, I've always been interested in stories and characters um, and playing games like, you know, (laughs) all day and night. Um, I even would skip school (laughs) when I was a kid. (laughs) to play games once in a while not that much but um yeah we would go to blockbuster video which is where you could rent games and we started out by uh, renting the legend of zelda uh donkey kong country uh Mm -hmm. mario and definitely um more of the nintendo games um so yeah i knew i wanted to go into games when i was pretty young um but there wasn't kind of a clear path of how to get there so um when I was in my 20s, I decided to go into uh, game design at Academy of Art University um, because they opened up a brand new program there. Mm-hmm. Um, so quick question. How did you like know there was like a career out of game development? Um, I mean, I sort of heard about it, but I hardly knew anybody who did um, who were who was that who were actually working in games? Um, I knew like one person who was a family friend who started out testing games at EA. Um, but like back then, you could test games out at EA, and you could end up being like a visual effects artist. Um, but those kinds of uh, opportunities are pretty rare, so it's yeah. kind of hard to get in there ge- uh, in general. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, I didn't know much about like game development either until like probably my senior year of high school where I was like, yeah, this could be a career. And yeah, definitely. I mean, like I also started out pretty early where I was like, yeah, I want to make games, but like I didn't expect it to be an actual career. Like I thought it was just would be just like a hobby for somebody. Yeah, it's it's pretty much a new thing. Like now there are schools where they offer Mm-hmm. Uh, game design degrees, and that's a super rare thing, um, or it's a super new thing, I mean. <laughs> so before that, you know, there weren't any, like, you couldn't get, like, a degree in game design 
Um, so oftentimes you would like network and you'd be a game tester or something like that. And that's how you'd get in there. Yeah. So what made you get into interactive design and game development and what kept you motivated to, to do so? Um, I, well, I started out doing animation when I was in high school Ooh. and I wanted to uh, make it interactive. Um, I really don't know what kept me motivated because school didn't really offer anything as far as game design. Mm -hmm. um, I was just interested in thinking about the future and how technology would change. Um, and I thought that, you know, making games would be more accessible to more people in the future. So I kind of kept it up. And then when I got to, I went all the way through college and they didn't have a uh, game design um, curriculum there. But then yeah. in graduate school, they finally did. <laughs> yeah, I would have seen mo most colleges don't really like specialize in something with game development like that. <laughs> and it's pretty hard to find some actually I have to like search like courses outside of school to be able to like learn more of the specialty of it right exactly um so like how did you learn about like game development like all the careers within game development because there's a lot of them <laughs> yeah I mostly found out about it through networking just talking to people um So over the last couple of years, I've been focusing a lot on networking through Facebook, and I found a couple of women in tech um, groups, mm -hmm. and only some of the people in the group were um, in games. So tech was like kind of a bigger, um, a much bigger industry in general. But yeah, um, yeah, I just found out through talking to a lot of people, and also through my school about the different kinds of um, jobs in the pipeline. Um, and yeah, it goes, it's, there's several different sections. I mean, there's design, there's animation and art, there's yeah. the user interface design and user interface art, and then there's coding and then there's servers <laughs> for, uh, multiplayer games. So, you know, you could be an engineer, you could be a designer, you could be an artist. And if you're an artist, you're still a very technical kind of artist as well. So they really overlap, but yeah, there's a lot of different kinds of, uh, of positions <laughs> definitely yeah i started exploring them and i was just like overwhelmed on the amount of like options there is and everything oh, yeah. is tied in together so it's, it's a right. great it's a great field to be in again but it's not yeah. like like spoken out of like nobody knows that there's like a bunch of different opportunities within game development and oh for sure <laughs> it would be nice to know more about it i didn't know like there was like like lighting kind of thing, like somebody who specializes in lighting or somebody who specializes in sound effects or stuff like that. It's pretty fun. Um, right, totally. <laughs> was there any role model that you looked up to that encouraged you kind of to go into game development? I have to be honest. Um, I was kind of a trailblazer. I just sort of went my own way. Mm -hmm. I just kind of went into um, the program at Academy of Art when it opened up. And I think the one of my my um, my role models would just be um, my friend Heather that I met in school. Um, she's a super good designer, and um, she's now in, in VFX. And uh, yeah, like we, I've been really inspired by her work. Um, and I've also met some people through Facebook who um, have designed some really cool stuff. So after I was out of college. 
um, when I started networking, I just met a lot of great people who make their own indie games and have their own companies. Um, so yeah, I think that just by talking to other people in the industry, um, which someone can do through like meetups, um, there's yeah. a lot of meetups that happen all over the place. Um, and you can kind of see other people and, and what they're doing, um, with their, their art, with their craft, um, in game design. So it's really cool. Definitely. I think those are, that's exciting. So what do you mainly focus on? Interactive design. What, what did you learn first to be able to be into interactive design? Um, so I guess, well, I came from a, an art and animation background. Um, and when I went into design, it was just a totally different world. Uh, so I learned that design just has to do with, um, it starts out with ideas on paper, you know, mm -hmm. and then it turns into um, all kinds of flowcharts and thinking about all the actions that a player can do. Mm -hmm. um, so when you come up with a game, you might hope that your players do this, but they end up doing something different. So you kind of, you can even just do, use paper. You can use, you know, paint or whatever and just um, map out like what players can do in your game. Um, I started out by paper prototyping my games. Mm -hmm. So I'd have like graph paper and I'd have like the level design drawn out. And I would just think about like what players can do and where they can go. Um, and then you would, you know, you go from there and you, and you realize, okay, so now here's where it would be great to know how to code. Um, <laughs> and you, you come up with like a digital prototype. Um, and then I think the other thing that I had the chance to do was watch people play games um, and kind of study what they do and how they feel while they're playing it, um, mm -hmm. which is kind of like UX research, uh, user experience research. Um, so you're seeing like, does your game work? Do people find it engaging? Is it fun? How does it need to be fixed and tuned? Um, so yeah, I think I just kind of started out like playing around with ideas and then later it becomes like, okay, is my game fun? And <laughs> you kind of have to watch people play it um, the criticism. to find out how to yeah. do it. Uh -huh, uh -huh, yeah, and all the feedback, exactly. <laughs> mm -hmm. So how was the transition between like go for going from animation into like UX and UI design for games? It was pretty, it was pretty random, honestly. Like, it was kind of like, okay, do I really want to do animation for a career? Um, you know, I think with animation, like, you have to breathe and live animation. You have to be completely <laughs> obsessed with animation. Like, you have to love being obsessed with animation to do it really well, you know? And so I saw my friend Heather's work, which is so cool. And I was just like, do I want to do that? Like, seriously? Or would I rather do um, design? And so I found that design was something I would, I would rather, rather do because you, you kind of you work with people and you figure out, like, you study people playing the game and you just learn about motivation. Um, so it was kind of just a process of, okay, what do I want to do? How does that fit into my skills that I already have? Would I call myself a natural at this skill? Like, am I willing to refine this skill? How obsessed can I be with this skill, you know, to really see it through? So, yeah, I just kind of changed my mind and said, um, animation's fun and all, but I think I'd rather be in design. Awesome that you were able to find yourself. It's great that the transition wasn't, like, as hard and as heartbreaking, like, I know. Um, cause like for my transition, I went from like nursing to trying to be in game development. <laughs> so it was a mm -hmm. huge transition. 
yeah. So, what type of games do you like developing? I really love puzzle games and adventure games. Um, I like the element of exploration and discovery. Mm-hmm. So just kind of seeing, like, you kind of see the tip of the iceberg in the game and you don't know what's coming next. And you explore and you um, you find new things. You, you piece different parts of the puzzle together. Um, and you, you're kind of excited by what you find at the end. That's that's kind of the kind of games that I like to uh, design the most. Just sort of the um, something, something that sparks your curiosity and makes you yeah. kind of wander around. I, I like these kinds of games. It's like, it's like inspiration like from Zelda too. It's like all the puzzle games and all the interactions and open world. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like Zelda, Rhyme, um, and a lot of other games, or Journey, um, games where you're, you're kind of on a quest and you're uh, exploring the landscape. I like these designing these kinds of games. Yeah, it's awesome. All right, so you're the founder of Bay Area Women in Games. Like, how did that start? Um, it started back in late 2015. Um, I was just starting to network and I was like, okay, so I'm going to go out there and meet some interesting people in, in the game design world. And I figured they'd probably be on Facebook and I was right. There's a lot of people on Facebook. <laughs> there are some groups for women in tech, um, but not everyone there was in games. So I kind of started the group by just reaching out to people and saying like, hey, um, it'd be really cool if there was a group for women in games in the local area and maybe we could also expand. Um, So do you want to join this Facebook group and we'll get together for coffee or maybe a game night or something? Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of how it all started. Um, (laughs) We had lunches, we had um, coffee talks and stuff and um, it, a lot of, uh, programs kind of organically came out of that. Um, we had a mentorship program, which we do about once a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just pair up, um, we pair up a, maybe a recent grad or someone who would like a mentor with someone who has, uh, experience in the game industry. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then eventually only last year, so after being a group for a couple of years, we had our first uh, conference and um, panel talks event um, at GDC in San Francisco, at Twitch, actually. Oh, that's so cool. So, yeah. So it, it was really cool to have the um, support of Twitch and to have all of these really cool speakers come and talk, uh, including Tanya DePass. Um and a lot of other awesome people. So it was a lot of fun. And you can see the recording um, on Twitch as well. So it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's like a lot of fun. So what like motivated you to create that program? Um, I just thought it was really necessary. Um, like the fact that you have the, a tech industry and you have um, people who are connected through the tech industry, but you didn't have a lot of, connection in the game industry um so the game industry can feel a little bit like an insider's club sometimes like if you're trying to get in there you're on the outside and you're like how do I get in there kind of thing yeah definitely (laughs) so yeah and I think there's just so much talent out there that 
the game industry would benefit from. Um, but it's hard for for them to get in or to be seen or have their resume noticed. Um, and there are also these great programs in schools and you have like people coming out of them and like they have their diploma and they're ready to get to work. And they're just like, typically um, my experience was, and it, it seems like a lot of other people can relate. Mm-hmm. I had no idea how to get into the games industry when I was done with college. <laughs> Um, and it's like, you hear that you have to network and maybe you're not sure how to do that. Um, maybe you're not sure what to expect at interviews, um, and stuff like that. So we thought it would be really helpful, um, to kind of be like a peer mentoring, uh, network. Yeah. So, um, we thought it would help, you know, hook people up with jobs and opportunities and, um, to see more women entering the game industry. Definitely. Like there isn't a lot of girls actually in the gaming industry and it's it's kind of sad to see because there's like a lot of girls who would be interested in it but it's, yeah it's kind of like a guy thing when they think about it it's but it's not <laughs> yeah it's it's funny because it it is and it isn't like there are totally a lot of women in the game industry, but maybe we don't necessarily know who they are. Mm-hmm. And maybe when women don't get to see them, they feel like it's a boys club and they maybe feel like they're not really welcome or it's going to be hard to get in there or to feel like they belong. Um, so yeah, that's another reason we wanted to start our group um, so that current um, employees in the game industry uh, who are women can inspire women who are aspiring to be in the industry. Definitely. I think that's actually one of the best things that could possibly be done, considering, like, it's hard to, like, search for a girl in the gaming industry without, like, finding 50 guys first. <laughs> and it gets a little discouraging because I feel like in the same thing, like, with tech over the past few years, like, it was, like, heavily a guy thing. And thanks to a lot of, like, programs, like, like um, I know one of them was Girls Who Code, who has been trying to fix that kind of gender gap. And mm-hmm. I feel like it's also still in the gaming industry, because, like, yeah, tech is, to, whenever someone talks about tech, it's geared more towards, like, software and, like, other other related tech, but not, like, game development tech. Totally, yeah. I also think the game industry is such a fast fascinating and kind of small niche in like the bigger whole of the tech world too um so it's kind of i just think it's all it's all interesting because it's like a um it's i think games are really beneficial to people's lives Mm -hmm. and we get a lot of bad rap as a game industry you know (laughs) like there's just so much controversy about video games um, but I've found video games to be so inspiring and they have forced me to think creatively and critically. And I just think that there's so much positive potential for them as well. So, um, yeah, I think that diversity in the game industry might be the key to like unlocking all kinds of potential that the game industry doesn't always see. Um, like you don't have... Um, you might not have the same audiences and you might not have the same games and the same types of games being released over and over. You know, you might have diverse perspectives, which could really revolutionize things, too. So I think that diversity in the game industry is also really exciting. And I'm happy to see this change starting. Definitely. 
like yeah. it's, it's it's exciting to see like a movement where it's like everybody's starting to like talk more about um games um i'm sorry give me one tiny second <laughs> oh sure Okay, sorry, I'm back. Oh, cool. Awesome. Um, train of thought. Yikes. Let me just see real quick the questions. I'm so sorry. I forgot where we left off. <laughs> oh, no worries. We just went off on a tangent. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. Good. Um, so, what is like? So, how? What do you see like the future for founder for the Bay Area women in games being shaped into? Um, I think that it's a growing community, especially with more and more people coming to the game industry. Um, we have grown from you know, one or two members in 2015 <laughs> to, to 488 members today in 2019. Um, and I'm pretty sure we still don't have, I, I'm pretty sure there are still other women in games out there who, have, has, who haven't joined our, our uh, Facebook group yet. So it's really awesome. Um, there's a lot of eyes on our uh, community and on our, our events. And this year, is only our second GDC panel talk uh, event. Mm -hmm. um, we've also partnered up with Women in Games International, um, and they've been around for a long time, and they're super cool. They're international, of course. They have a lot of different events um, all over the world. Um, so it's exciting because we have their support, um, and I think that we definitely want to focus on um, our mentorship program. Mm -hmm. um, we've learned a lot about running it over the last couple of years. <laughs> and we really want to create more of a, um, a contact point for uh, recent graduates and people who are um, hoping to learn about uh, the game industry so that, you know, the application process and the the process of networking with people in, in the yeah. industry is just really transparent. And if that's something that young women want to do, they feel like they, they know where to go to start on that journey. I think that's awesome. Cause I feel like having a mentor kind of like shapes a lot of people's lives and it helps them ease into a transition of a career that they really, really are excited to be a part of. And I feel like it, yeah. it kind of like encourages more. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Like it's hard enough. Honestly, it's hard enough to get into the game industry. It's like there's this um um like this it's like a castle with like a huge moat around. <laughs> and it's like how do you get in there? And then if you're like a, a woman or a person of color or a trans person or or, or from an underrepresented group, mm -hmm. you have kind of another barrier to jump over in addition. Um because it just, you know, it just doesn't feel like um, you see enough examples of diversity in the game industry. So it doesn't necessarily feel very um, inclusive or encouraging for that reason. 
Definitely. I'm excited, like, for the Bay Area of women in games. Like, I just love the mission that they have, that you guys have around it. It's pretty awesome, and it's exciting, because, like, it feels like I'm part of, like, now of a community that we're all striving to kind of go towards the same goal, and we're all mm -hmm. helping each other out. Yes! <laughs> I'm so about that. That's really what we're about. And I would also love to see the same kind of spirit um, in other states, in other countries. Yeah. I know there's a good group in uh, Louisiana, mm -hmm. I believe. They have a really good, um, I think maybe Baton Rouge it was, they have a really good women games uh, community there as well. So, um, yeah, yeah, hopefully this will be a, a worldwide trend. It, it really should be. <laughs> it would be so awesome, and it's, it's exciting. Um you're also the co-founder of Debias VR. Can we know more about the mission of Debias VR and how it all started as well? Oh yeah. Um, so Debias VR started out um, with Clorama Dorvilius. Uh, she's a UX mm -hmm. designer, um, and she uh, she and I met up and we talked about our um, experiences with design school. Um, and we found that we both had some um, discouraging instances of bias um, in our classrooms. Um, so it inspired uh, Teacher's Lens, which is a VR experience um, where teachers get to learn more about um, students in their class with um, diverse backgrounds and different kinds of stories uh, to share. So Teacher's Lens is um, geared towards the classroom where um, in, in schools and uh, companies, there's sort of a diversity week um, where you learn about diversity and inclusion. So um, Debias VR creates VR experiences that are fun. You get to play games and you get to um, be in the environment of a workplace, a lot like real life. Yeah. And um, you get to play games to address um, bias training and address the issues of diversity and inclusion. So it's a fun way to do it with a VR game. See, there's a lot of things games can kind of like tie into. Because I know there's another game where it's like they're educational games. There's games that right. are focused on like kind of situations where... It's either world hunger or like I know there's um, this game called Tampon Run to kind of oh, wow. to to talk about like how men don't want to talk about like the girls' menstrual period and it's like kind of like a sensitive mm -hmm. topic that nobody wants to talk about but like it's a it's a natural thing like it shouldn't right. be shunned yeah and like oh totally mm -hmm. <laughs> all these games that kind of like have like such a awesome mission to kind of fix the stigma of some things are is just awesome. Like, I love it. And I feel like there should be more people out there who are like to see that kind of ver um, kind of version of games where they're meant yeah. to kind of help a situation. Yeah, definitely. Games can be art. Um, I think they're a storytelling medium mm -hmm. um, because, I mean, you know, film has been around for many years now, film and television. And most people have it completely and totally accepted film yeah. and television into their lives. Um, but VR and games are just an interactive form of film and television. That's kind of how I've always seen them. Yeah. Um, where you get to actually embody the protagonist 
and like and make decisions um, in their shoes. So I think it's a much more immersive way to tell stories and they can make really impactful storytelling um, experiences. That is, I feel like that's exactly what it is too. And I just, I just love that focus on where, where your games are. And, but just people like normally see them as like games, like, I don't know, like games are things to pass by time on and they're very non-educative, but there's literally games in everything that we do. Um, yeah. whether it be like a game, like you physically do, like board games are games, you know, they're help to, they're there to help you kind of like strategically think like chess mm -hmm. and it, and honestly that just goes on to digital where these things are here to help you kind of like either for you to relax have fun or to kind of bring awareness to a cause definitely i totally agree <laughs> i also just find it so interesting how everyone um comes home from work and watches television right you know mm -hmm. for example or we drive to work and we listen to the radio um, so, you know, digital media is a huge part of our lives already and entertainment is a billion dollar industry and people yeah. pay more money for entertainment than many other things in their lives. <laughs> so it can't really be, it, it's not always just a game, right? It's yeah. the way that we, we, it's the way we spend our time and, um, you know, these kinds of experiences like in VR or games or favorite TV shows they impact our culture so much. Yeah. Um, what are some exciting things that you've seen like growing in the game development industry, like VR? Um, as far as VR, like exciting things that I've seen, um, I know that the United Nations has a VR experience where you can step what? into the shoes. Yeah, of no. people from different company, uh, sorry, people from different countries uh, and see what their lives are like. Um, another, uh, VR film that I helped with, uh, is, uh, by Natalie Math, um, and it's called U-Turn VR. Uh, it's where you can embody either a man or a woman at a company, um, simply by turning your head from the left to the right. So if you turn your head to the left, you're in the guy's body, you turn your head to the right and you're in the lady's body and you can see like a story of what's happening at, at their company from two different perspectives. Wow. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, it sounds like <laughs> it. It's like you can see like the different, how, how different they're treated too. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, she, um, her work is, her film is like a part of bias training for um, mm -hmm. certain companies where they can kind of consider what the workplace is like from a woman's perspective versus from a man's perspective see i just love this like all of this stuff <laughs> is just like super awesome it's like yeah a game is just not for like entertainment there's, there's certain games that just like brings awareness to a cause it's it's so awesome how into how like integrated games can be in everything Indeed, yeah so what are some challenges you face like working in the game industry um let's see so challenges like it, it depends like um so i've i worked um for a year at ea mm -hmm. which was a lot of fun um i was a contractor so i was there for a year and currently i'm a co-founder co so i work at a startup company right so yeah. um 
we have a different office um, this year as last year. Um, so I've been kind of moving around. Um, I don't, I'm not, so, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, so what kinds of, what kinds of challenges, I guess I should ask. <laughs> mm, I don't know. Um, let's start with school challenges. Any school challenges that you had like faced going into like game development? Yeah. Um, so it's kind of interesting. Um, I guess I can share my experience with art and design schools. Mm -hmm. Um, so the funny thing about art and design schools is that they they have the teacher's pet thing like times oh. a thousand and <laughs> they'll let they'll let you into their school even if they don't think you're really ready for the industry um but what they'll do is say hey you know you got to use you can use udemy you can use unity tutorials you can teach yourself to catch up uh -huh. um But then you're kind of like, wait, I'm paying this much money to go to this school and you're telling me to go watch a tutorial, you know? Um, and it's like, so they'll let you in, but if they don't think that you're already really refined enough for the industry, they'll probably not spend a lot of time with you during office hours. And they're just really, really expensive schools. So yeah, <laughs> that was my problem with them. Um I went to Academy of Art University, which doesn't have a very good reputation, uh, and I left. Uh, they actually didn't even have a game design program really well implemented. It was 2009, and they didn't have a lot of faculty and staff. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> they also kept, they kept uh, canceling the classes that I needed, um, and they were and there. Yeah, there was one point where my counselor said, "You know, you." could just switch your major into motion media and I was like no I'm here to be <laughs> in the game industry and you're telling me to just change my major because you canceled the classes that I need like that just doesn't seem right um so long story short yeah I went on to Savannah College of Art and Design um and I did their e-learning e program um and they were kind of similar to Academy of Art And that, like, if you're not, um, if you're not really industry ready, they aren't, they don't really want to work with you as mm. much. <laughs> they definitely worked with certain students who already had um, some experience in the game industry. So there were students there that had been in the game industry, took a break from their job or oh, wow. got laid off or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then they came back to school. And so they're already just like killing it because they've been in the game industry already. <laughs> And now they're back in school again. Um, so you get all kinds of people with different uh, skill levels for sure. Um, but yeah, like I would say my advice would be like, if you're not sure what you want to do, I would network and I would definitely also teach yourself. It's totally possible. A lot of the very most successful people have taught themselves. That's true. Um, yeah, and also, like, in the 2000s, there wasn't even a school you could go to so that, that specialized in game dev at all. Um, so people were really self-taught. So I wouldn't recommend those art schools. They're kind of, they're really, really pricey. And <laughs> it's like if you've already been in the game industry and you want to go back so that you can refine your skills, like, tenfold, then that's kind of why people go. Mm. Um, <laughs> but just remember that successful people in the game industry 
are oftentimes self-taught anyway, which is free. So yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, What do you think about like the upcoming new schools that are finally teaching game development? What do you think about that? Well, sometimes I see like these ads on like Facebook about them and I can't remember their names, but I really don't trust them at all. Um, Like some of them say that uh, if you go to the school, then you can network with your faculty and they'll hook you up with a job. Mm-hmm. And again, you can do that for free. You don't have to go to a school for that. Mm-hmm. Um, meetup.com and Facebook are great places to network. Um, if you have a portfolio, you have you know a, a business card, you can just go and introduce yourself and hang out there. Um, And schools really can't guarantee you a job after you graduate. So they should never try to say that they can guarantee that because they can't. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I think that seeing as how um, since the 80s, most people in the game industry have taught themselves, I would definitely recommend that because um, a lot of these schools are just trying to make money off of students. And I really felt that my teachers weren't sure if I was going to make it or not. Um, but Aww. they were happy. They're happy to have. Yeah. But they're happy to have, you know, any and all students. It's not that hard to get in sometimes because they'd rather you just pay them for, for tuition. So um, they can't guarantee your success. Only you can. <laughs> That's very true. Yeah. Do you have like any tips that you would want to recommend to anybody who's like aspiring to get into game development? Um, I would say to um, teach yourself, you know, the skills that you want to learn, you know, maybe you're more of a coder, maybe you're more of an artist, um, and decide what you want to do. Um, in big game companies, you only have one job. Mm-hmm. So if you can do a little bit of a lot of things, um, that's good. But I think ultimately you want to focus in on one skill set and see it through to refinement. Um, Being able to like network with people in the game industry and tell them what you do, um, you have to be able to answer the question of of what you do and know your skill set. Some people say, I can do a little of everything and it's like, okay, but (laughs) there's that, that, um, that expression, jack of all trades, master of none is like a big deal in the game industry um, because you want to pick like, I I would challenge you to start out by picking two and eventually maybe you'll narrow it down to one. And that one would be your job title at a game company. Um, So figuring out what you want to do and sticking to it is, is the biggest, you know, the best advice I can, I can give for sure. Definitely. Um, so you said a lot about self-teaching. Did you ever like self-taught yourself at one point? Yeah, um, I think I started teaching myself um, about, uh, I actually started teaching myself flash animation and HTML um, when I was in high school. Um, so that was a while back. And, <laughs> you know, knowing flash animation is not the most interesting thing in the game industry anymore um but yeah I just started out when I was 16 um I started teaching myself photoshop as well and like I would come up with um concepts that I wanted to draw in my mind and I just sort of like look at tutorials on 
uh, YouTube and um, the official site usually has a lot of tutorials. Yeah. Um, so just like following them and kind of learning from your own mistakes or learning your own techniques. Um, yeah, those things can be done online. And that's what I think is probably the best thing about the internet. You can learn how to do literally anything for free on the internet. <laughs> so even, even if people don't understand it, because you're always like in your room on the computer or whatever, you can literally teach yourself anything. And that's true. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, what made you want to start like your own like in company for um, or mm, I think it's just it just comes from unique ideas. Like sometimes um, I feel like there should be something that's already out there, or there should be something in existence, and I realize that, that there's not, and I just go, "What? Why not?" <laughs> and I just realize like that's my calling and it's telling me that I should, I should make this thing or I should start this community or start this company um, because I really think it would work and I can see it all now and I'm shocked that someone hasn't done it yet. Um, and it could be that people do something similar, but being the person that you are, you bring a unique perspective to everything that you do. So yeah. I just, that's how I decided to, to start out um, with, Bay Area Women in Games and also with Tobias VR, um, kind of just feeling like there should really be something like that. Um, that just means that that's your passion. So that's oh, what yeah. you should follow. <laughs> um, <laughs> definitely. Like, I'm t taking initiative is awesome. And I think a lot of people should be able to do more of that. And it, sh it, it helps grow an industry a lot because the more initiative that people take, the more diversity becomes and there's a lot more like opportunities out there exactly and yeah more yeah. ideas flow into the industry causing it to grow a lot more you know totally <laughs> yes awesome <laughs> and i also think this is great that you're doing this podcast because i am so glad that they have this like They do, because you made this thing. This is awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like, there should totally be one. And now there is. So congratulations. Yeah. I was I was like wondering. It's like, because like I was searching up one day, like a podcast by girls in the game development that talked to other girls in the game development. And I found barely maybe one. And it wasn't like about like the accomplishments that women do in the game industry. You know, it's, right. it's like trying to seek that role model where it's like, You can't find it. <laughs> so totally. Today we're making it. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Super exciting. Yeah, and I've Great always job. like talking to you. It's like I'm like talking to a role model, and I'm just like 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 what? Ah, <laughs> oh, this is super inspiring. I'm so glad that this. I'm I'm really inspired by this as well by your podcast. Is this your first episode? Um, no, this is actually my third. So oh, exciting. yeah, I was um I was able to talk to like a girl a streamer in the in the gaming industry who loves like streaming but like is competitive in gaming. I've talked to another girl who's an artist that she's also in game development and she like all like all the her journey throughout and it's just like inspiring and I'm just like oh my god. <laughs> so it's like a, a journey for you a reporter or as a podcast host to meet yeah. all of these people too yeah because like i'm still starting out and it's like it's very confusing for someone who's just like me like i am someone who like really loves game development but it's really hard for me to find someone who like can inspire me or like 
I know their journey, so, like, I know what I have to take an initiative with. And it's really hard to, like, dig in, like, <laughs> for, like, groups and, like, support and, like, for meetings and stuff like that. So I was like, yeah, you know what? Let's make it. Let's make something. <laughs> yeah, that is awesome. And I feel like we're we're starting a spark and it's just going to yeah. go off. It'll inspire more people to join the conversation. Yeah, and I feel like there's a lot to talk about. There's a lot of things and topics to talk about in the game industry, the game development, and it's like, it's it's fun. Like, I get to know more about it. I get more information, and I want other people to know more about this stuff, too. It's Yeah, for sure. It's like, for someone who's probably another girl, like, sitting in her computer, and she's like, maybe there's a podcast out there that can talk about, like, game development, because she's maybe contemplating joining on game development. Well, mm-hmm. we're, I want to be here to inspire those girls, like, like, yes, join it. <laughs> like, there's nothing wrong with taking an initiative to join something that, you know, isn't really talked about. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, she found it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yes, we're here. <laughs> Woohoo. Totally. I think inspiring other people is definitely the the reason to do things. Like, that is the best reason. Like, you'll always be happy and fulfilled with what you do yeah. if you stick to that. <laughs> So what were some of your challenges like creating actually the the Bay and Woman area games? Um I think it was just kind of like a suddenly took on the role as a community organizer um when I created the community, right? So I didn't have a lot of experience with it. Um I had never like really thrown an event or anything before and I just sort of knew like okay, what you want to do is create a lot of hype. You want to create a lot of positive energy mm-hmm. and just talk about it as if it's already here, you yeah. know, because it's easy to think like, well, I haven't done it yet. And it's like, no, 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 no. That's just your, like kind of like your negative brain talking. Like yeah. you got to talk about it like it's already here, you know, like, like you don't want to miss this. Yeah. 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 And it did because it did because, we, you know, because I think that, people got excited about it and they believed that this would, you know, that this would happen. And um, so, yeah, I kind of just like told people like, if you know anyone, then please invite them to the group. Mm -hmm. Um, And it just kind of went on from there. And I think just being really personable about it, like I sent some, some DMs and just said like, Hey, how are you? And this is what I'm trying to do. And I was like completely forthcoming and honest about it. And people just said, okay, sure. And they invited their friends. Um, and it kind of went from there. Like, I kind of put a lot of posts out there on Facebook. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and I think that, like, so the first event that we ever had, it was just me and my friend Dahlia. And that was it. You know what I mean? Um, but, and so, like, the first time you do it, it's not necessarily going to go off just like that. So like it takes a lot of patience and we took some photos and we shared them with the group and we got tons of likes. So there were, yeah, (laughs) there, there were people who wanted to go, um, but they probably just like couldn't or they forgot. And it's really hard to get people started. So, um, but then we had like an event last year at the same spot and there were 15 people there. We had a giant table and it just grew like so much. Um, so just seeing that happen w- w- has been really impactful for me because things always start off slow. Yeah. Um, but if you believe that you can do it and you're really consistent, eventually people 
um, catch on versus like if you said like, oh, well, the first time didn't work. I guess I'm going to give up. Yeah. Then the world the world will never know. But if you just keep doing it, people eventually go, oh, I see what you're doing over there, you know? <laughs> and they even just go like, I couldn't make it, but I really appreciate what you're doing. I can see that you're doing that. And eventually people catch on. Yeah. But, you know, it's it's failure sometimes happens and it always starts off slow. But, like, your passion kind of grows with your company. If you if you stay passionate about it, I feel like it, it, it'll eventually, like, get really known. It, like, yeah. grow. You can't lose a passion Definitely. after, like, one, like, like, sad, like, a bad attempt. But, you know, it's like you're still trying. And yeah. people will notice that. Totally. Always be thinking long term. Mm-hmm. You're like, I'm still going to want to do this in five years, ten years, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, same here. <laughs> like, awesome. I, I want to highlight all these accomplishments you have done. Like, you've done so much. Like, the Bay Area Women's is it's just awesome. Like, I want to join it. Um, Unfortunately, I'm not sure if there's one in New York. No. Not yet, but mm. there should be. Um, I think that if people wanted to, like, even use the same brand and the same name and they wanted to make one in another state, that would be awesome, and we would be honored, and we would we would help support all the way. So yeah, it'd be <laughs> awesome because like we need some here in New York. Considering like there's not that many like game industries here, <laughs> and yeah, yeah, it's a pretty slow area. But I feel like there's still a lot of people here that really want to get into game development, especially girls. And there's like barely uh, there's like a lack of resources here. And yes. I'm not I'm not surprised I'm sure for sure I'm sure there's tons that are really interested in the game industry yeah I feel like if there was a more resources here and more encouragement a lot could get done here for gaming awesome yeah totally I'm super excited to see like if anybody else takes initiative here (laughs) and I want to see things grow because I love it I just love empowering and encouragement towards like females and just everybody in general for a for a small industry you know Mm-hmm. And it's just right awesome. on. <laughs> so, question then: If girls were wanting to like know more about this, where can they reach out to you, and where can they find out more about you and more about like the Bay Area Women's and Dubai's VR? Oh yeah, um, you can follow Bay Area Women in Games on Twitter at Ba Game B A W. G-A-M-E-S. B-A-W is Bay Area Women. So it's like Ba. And we're thinking oh. of we're we're gonna have a, a mascot that's a sheep. Oh, a sheep? <laughs> because oh. it's a because it's Ba. <laughs> oh, that's so clever. <laughs> we kind of we kind of got the idea from Pig Squad. They're Portland indie gamers from Portland, Oregon. So P-I-G. Oh, <laughs> they have a pig. Oh, that's that's really smart. And you know, it's like a sheep also like represents like some girls like are shy about it. So joining the gaming industry. Uh, yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's a lot that's of true. meetings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's um, so I'll keep you updated. Definitely. Yeah, we uh, Corinne Murchison is in our group and she's making this 3D sheet, but I'm really, really excited yeah. about this. <laughs> it's actually for a global game jam, which is in a few weeks. So <laughs> definitely game uh, jams are game jams or something like I've always wanted to go to. <laughs> nice. Yeah. There's a lot, um, all year. Round, so there should be some, um, yeah. And then, uh, if 
Instagram. We're at Bay Area Women in Games. And women is spelled W-O-M-X-N in games on Instagram. Um, and then for Debias VR, you can follow what we're doing next at Debias VR on Twitter. So it's D-E-B-I-A-S VR. Nice. And those are my my social media. <laughs> <laughs> we're coming up with a um, with a website, but it's not up. Let's go ahead and say it. Um, you can also find Women in Games at W O M X N I N Games dot com. <laughs> guys heard that? And hopefully that will be up soon. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. I also saw your Deep Space Donut games. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm helping with um that indie uh that indie company. They're called Double Dog Games. So I'm a UX researcher for Double Dog Games in my spare time. Yeah, I saw it. It looks so cute. I like to say there's the donuts everywhere. I was like, yeah. Yes. I was like, yes, this looks great. Yeah, they're like multicolored donuts. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Well, thank you so much for being here, Katie. It was super awesome, super amazing to be able to have you. Thank and you. This is a great opportunity. I was so happy to share my story with you. So thank yeah, you for definitely. bringing me on. <laughs> um, yeah, everybody, if you guys want to check out Katie, you guys know her social handles. And yeah, thank you, everybody, for joining in and tuning in on today's episode. And I will see you guys in the next one. Goodbye. Goodbye.